It's time for your main event of the evening. The Daredevil, Dave Dahl, Jerry, Damage Cook, and the Deathmatch Brewer, Dylan Gilbert. Action Figure Weekly. Jerry Trumpet for you. That's right. Welcome back, figure fans. We had an impromptu hiatus, but we are back and dedicated. So, uh, full disclosure. One second. Full disclosure, I had a vacation to Disney World, which we'll talk about a little bit here at the end. And then uh, I brought back the best kind of souvenir. Me and my family all brought back COVID. So we have been dealing with that for the last week or so, and it has been a lot of fun. That is the only free souvenir at Disney World. At least that's what I hear. That's very true. So <laughs> They like their money down I gotta, there. I got to take a sip for the the uh the you know that gloved hand of Mickey Mouse he's reaching into your pocket the second he, the second you get in the park you you feel one gloved hand hit your shoulder the other's reaching for your wallet brother let me tell you it's <laughs> it's expensive they will nickel and dime you to death down there it's the reason you gotta have a game plan when you go in yeah you definitely you, you got to be prepared going in because they <laughs> they're ready for your wallet very true. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But, how you been? Uh, well, let's introduce ourselves, I guess, first. Yeah, yeah. So, I am Jerry Damage Cook, the host with the most. Joining me, as always, is the co-host, Dylan Housen, the award-winning brewmaster. And there's the, uh, here's the medal to prove it for, for, for Jerry, I guess, only. The, the audio contingent won't see it. But it's a very nice medal, and it's got my name on the back, so it's official. Oh, it's engraved. It's official. It is full-blown engraved. There you wow. go. Wow. Date and everything on it. It's the beginning of the best kind of collection. So That's right. It's going to be a pain in the ass to keep up this collection, but I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, it's not a pain in the ass. That's a work of love. Oh, it is. It is. It's just the level of consistency, and, and you know, it's ups and downs, man. It's, it's equal parts skill and <laughs> luck. You've got to catch the judges at the right time, and you've got to have a good beer. You'll get the hang of it. So, oh, of course. So, uh, this weekend we did have uh, AEW Fan Fest. And with that, we did have quite a bit of uh, reveals. I figured we kind of go over the highlights of those. Kind of, you know, kind of like what we did with San Diego Comic-Con, where we're going to hit on just the high points. We're not going to go through every single thing. Um, just stuff that we're looking forward to. So first up is the ringside Owen Hart. Um, that is a musket. Like, musket. Yeah, that's that a beautiful figure. I, I like the the soft goods. I think really puts it over the top as a must have. 
Let's see. Then we got we saw a private party and Jamie Hader. Uh, we saw FTR. Very excited to sip on some Haterade from with my collection. Need a Jamie Hader in there. Her uh, Tony Storm. New, yeah, we get the new uh, Amazon two packs. We got Jade Cargill and Britt Baker. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, which could be cool. And then the the one that everybody has to get, Hookhausen. Hookhausen. Which that might be, we'll get to the other Danhausen here in a minute, but this one might be, you know, usually the picture that you see is kind of what they kind of base it off of. So if the other one is like the entrance, you know, in the jacket, mm-hmm. uh, and this one might be the first wrestling one uh, in like his wrestling attire. So that might be, make that one even more sought after. And I don't know how the how the release is going to work as far as like the scheduling on it, but I I know like the they usually put up the like the Amazon release, and they're usually on Amazon not too too long after within a couple of months. And I know it's probably going to be a few months before mm-hmm. we get before we get the uh, actual Danhausen, you know, like mainline release. So that may be your first shot at getting Danhausen. We got to get that. Got to love that Danhausen. Or be cursed. Or be cursed. Who has opened this pod before. So He has. <coughs> me. It was a very nice, very evil intro. You know this. That's right. We... Um, then we see the Walmart exclusive Supreme Kenny Omega. Uh, which we are also getting a Walmart exclusive Cody. Yeah, I was going to bring so, that up. Uh, there's yeah. some rumor mills of churning. But everything I've seen it's has official. been... It has it been made official? Because the last yeah. I saw, it was uh, it was a page that's really good about breaking the rumor stuff. Like it's, it's official, yeah, right before it hits. Um, Major Pod tweeted it out, and they don't tweet out, tweet out rumors, so right. So that's about as official as you can get. You know, well, there you go. Um, I'm, I'm sure so I'll, I guess I'll, that I'll each... never see it, but <laughs> yeah. So I guess that that means that each one of the Supreme line now will probably have one Walmart exclusive because Kenny's in Series Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who series three is. Maybe we'll see that here in a minute. Uh, three, I believe, is the is Penta, Penta, and, and Phoenix. Phoenix. And then we're getting uh, Punk and Rosa, and then the Young Bucks. Yeah, which are all like all those are are home runs for the Supreme line. Looks like Punk we're getting uh, we're getting both like his normal ring gear, but we're also getting the basketball shorts, like the from the dog collar dog match. collar match. Yeah, which. I feel like the dog collar match gear uh, is a is a freaking grand slam for a blood and guts figure two pack mm-hmm. with him and MJF. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know coming. why they're not doing that. Well, I'm sure it's coming. I hope so. That would be you know. And speaking of the blood and guts, we're also getting uh, that lights out yep, Thunder Rosa to match up. the Britt Baker. Yep, and then we're also getting a Walmart exclusive Wardlow. Yep. What was the uh, gear on that Wardlow? I just saw that it was being released. I didn't see what the gear was. Hold on, let me scroll back to it. It is, it's like a black and white kind of gear. Okay. Um, so have like the TNT title, or is it still no, not there I don't yet? Think so. I don't think. I think it's too early for that. Um, Unmatched Series Seven is going to be Hook, Thunder Rosa, LJ and Punk, Pac, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, I guess it's all a death triangle because it's also Penta and Ray. Yep. And I, um, I, I Hook think is that the big one there. Pac, I, I think that Pac, what they're showing the picture of, he's got the the mask that's half Phoenix, half Penta. 
yeah. know, because the whole thing with Death Triangle is like Phoenix is good, Penta's evil, and Pox sits between. So it'd be cool if we get like the you know the second head with that mask. I think would be really toyetic. Yeah, they definitely look really really toyetic. Penta and Ray, man, it's <laughs> every time you get one, you're like, man, that was, I just need one. And then you see these in the the new outfits, and you're like, damn. I said I didn't need the black and gold. I now own the black and gold. I said I probably don't <laughs> the need the Supremes. I will own the Supremes. I, I mean, if, if Penta gets a figure, I'm, I'm pretty much buying it at this point. Like, I just love Penta. Yeah. Series 13. Uh, Unrivaled th- Series 13 is Danhausen. Uh, Butcher, Blade, and Bunny. Wardlow. And then Sting and Darby. Um, Darby, probably pass on that. The new Sting. Um, that's a Maybe. If it's a, you know, depending on kind of what he looks like and stuff. Wardlow, this is um, kind of face Wardlow, I think, after he's turned. Right. Uh, Butcher and Blade, you know, definitely need those. And then Dan Housen has got the entrance attire, but I definitely think that's a, a must get anyways. Dan Housen's a must get. And and as a as an every time I die fan, uh, Andy Williams getting his first figure is pretty freaking awesome. Um, I remember seeing them at Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. So to get a wrestling figure of him uh, is pretty wild. It's kind of both worlds coming together. Um, Unmatched Series 8. We have Ring of Honor Punk. Really Abaddon. uh, Malachi in a suit. Brody King and Buddy Matthews. And Hangman. And also uh, Pinta Obscuro. Yeah, it looks like that Pinta we're getting the, the suit... Uh, or like the jacket, you know, like the big long jacket is like entrance manager gear. But, you know, Brody King's another uh, the hardcore music guy of me. He's also the yeah. lead singer of God's Hate. So now I will have the lead, the guitar player from Every Time I Die and the singer from God's Hate in my collection. And it, that's wild. Yeah. And it should be noted, too, that these start the instead of six in his series, these start with seven. Um, And the way that they said these are going to be packed is... Still in cases of six, but just each case will not have the full one. So, like, they said it's a way to get, you know, like a Buddy Matthews or um, something yeah. like that into Brandon the set. Brandon Cutler was the one on. I kept seeing. Yeah, Cutler was, was like, the one, the big one where they're like. Cutler may not sell, but if you buy two cases, then you'll have, like, okay, so if, if five are absolute, these will definitely sell. And then you get one and one of the two that may not sell. Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense. It's a good way to get everybody Oh, well, let's see. So, then we have um, Unrivaled 14, which is Orange Cassidy, um, Trent, and uh, Chris Statlander, and then Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Swerve and Keith Lee. Um, Swerve and Keith Lee are big gets. Um, Did Chuck Powerhouse? get fired again? <laughs> Maybe Chuck's, Chuck's not in that one. He he he's tweeted not in that out. One. He's, he's yeah. uh, so he's not in that wave, but he hasn't really changed his look up. You know, Orange, you put a different shirt on. People buy. Stat changed her look. Trent changed his look. But when Chuck didn't get announced for that one, no OC is OC. So he uh, uh, Ricky also will come with the FTW belt. That's a yeah. That's a that that's a need there. Uh, unmatched series nine. We have Britt, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Uh, Young Bucks, these are the heel Young Bucks, Cutler, and Kyle O'Reilly. No Bobby Fish. And I doubt we're going to get one. I think he's, uh, I think Fish has left the building. Probably. 
That is the um, armor. Unrivaled, 15. We get Samoa Joe. Um, Pac. I think. Is that Pac? Yeah. Then this is the Pac that has the, 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 the split mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jade. Scorpio with the belt. Ethan Page. And then the acclaimed. Finally, yeah, that, Ethan Page and the acclaimed. Man, this is a big, this is a banger right there. That's a, That wave is, is man, it's the, the the fan requests man like everybody's been wanting ego and everybody's wanting the acclaimed yeah. and i i feel like they have to have the acclaimed with the scissor hands if there's oh, not scissor it. hands we are right riot yep um unmatched series 10 is the bitepool combat club because mm-hmm. we get regal um daniel Bryan. uh moxley wheeler yuda who comes with the ring of honor pure title so that'll be that's cool. awesome um Claudio Castagnelli, Cesaro, uh, Tony Storm, and we get Alex Reynolds now, finally. Finally. So, yeah, that's a big get. Complete the Dark Order shelf. Um, we just Supreme need 10 Series now. 5 is the Bucks. That'll be cool. Uh, four, of course, is Punk and Thunder Rosa. Yep. I bet Punk will be the um, Walmart one. I could see him being the Walmart exclusive and have like How the second do, tights be. Which, you know, which young bucks do you pick for the Walmart one for Series Five? You should be like, uh, that one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they've they've got like they, forty different pairs of of super toyetic lowers that they could go with. I mean, the Bucks have done so many different gears. Uh, they're a home run for that kind of thing where you just it's like okay, well, well you know, kind of like Cody has had like. 15 different colorways of the same yeah. gear so it's like hey you just you just repaint it and you give us two in this one and two in that one and bam you've got four figures and, and you know instead of you know two figures with f- the potential to be four um the jim ross has started showing up i know dave said he had gotten the jim ross i'm still uh, waiting Tony online because i pre-ordered jr with a uh, supreme brit and so i think one got in earlier ordered. than the other yeah uh, Tony Schiavone, they showed off in package of him. So you got to think that's probably not too far away. No. And Excalibur just went up for pre-order, so he's coming along. And then the they did also show off, um, they're making a, a tire entrance, or not entrance. Um, the, they're doing like, like announce, a commentary setup. Set. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed so to it's have a be the three-person goods, desk with soft a soft goods, goods backdrop. backdrop. It's supposed to be a ringside exclusive battle pack, is what I'm hearing, which would be great. Uh, I mean, if you're getting these three figures anyway, you have to have the table set up. And then I just need an extra chair for William Regal to sit in on commentary. I yeah. keep calling Excalibur, man with the mask. Uh, let's see, Unmatched Series 6 is going to be Owen. Which Does he have the chase? I guess it is Owen with the chase because he's in the red and blue. Yeah, that's what um, I'm assuming because I keep I've seen Brody three is colors. A chase. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ruby Soho, Malachi, and then Santana Ortiz. Uh, Malachi, this is you want to get it, but on the other hand, that Supreme's coming out. That Supreme's going to be much better, so. So the um, I think what what I don't know makes that a, a figure that I'll probably end up getting uh, is one I'm just a Malachi Mark, uh, but but two if you get the Supreme you get a second lower, 
So you could just mm. take the upper off of that one. And if like the lower is just okay, you pop that one off and put it on whichever lower you're not using and bam, you've got two Supreme figures. There you go. Yeah, that'd work. I'm always thinking with that customizer mindset. There you go. Let's see. Um, so I think that's the main things from it. Yeah, that's the main stuff there for him. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. Owen Hart, um, Dan Housen are probably the big things that I'm looking forward to the most. The acclaimed uh, and uh, Ethan Page are big. Yeah, those are big ones. Alex Reynolds getting him in. Um, yes, that's a very big want there too. So th- this was, there's a lot of announcements that are going to round out kind of stuff that we had. Um, figures that I think we've been looking for and kind of wanted to get. So that'll be be pretty exciting. Oh, much definitely. It's uh, it, it's I always love these fan fests because you get those little rushes of like, oh my god, we're getting this and we're getting that. And, you know the the Ring of Honor era Luminaries Punk, I think, is just an absolute absolute home run. Uh, you 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 have oh, to yeah. do that. That especially after the dog collar match where he comes out to AFI in the old school gear. It just it got you know it's gotten everybody itchy for that you know that era. So I think bringing back that era will be cool, especially you know in, in figure form and to have like a a solid representation. Well, I mean, also like what it opens up you know, for this kind of stuff. So, I mean, that'll be, you know, uh, the, you know, as a old school ring of honor fan, um, being able to get some of that stuff, is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. There's, there's so many guys that are under contract now that you could do ring of honor versions of now, which would be great. Like Samoa Joe is one that comes to mind having like an ROH era. Samoa Joe would be great. I mean, it's really about the same. Yeah, it's about the same, but you'd have the, like to have the younger head scan, like you know, to yeah. have that like the the era that him and Punk were going at it, uh, you know, when they're having those like hour long classics, yeah, uh, on the independence, that would be really cool. Yeah, there's a couple different punks you could do. You know, you could get like the summer of Punk, the, the where he wears the you know he wore the suit and he came out and had that whole contract signing. That was you know, amazing. That was it. Was that, just the, the most perfect heel shit imaginable. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there multiple lethals you could do because he's under contract with both. I mean, yeah. there's, there's quite a few that are just like, seem like slam dunks, you know. Daniel Bryan. Yep. Early American Dragon. Yeah. Like pre NXT, pre Yes Movement. Yeah. So that'll be, you know, and that's not, you know, whoever else they can figure and stuff. You know, let's get a Colt Cabana out there. Yes, please. I don't. I don't care what CM Punk says. I want a Colt Cabana figure. So, hey man, I I'm wearing a CM Punk shirt. I just unboxed two Hangman figures. I don't you? care if they don't like How each other. You? They're phenomenal. They're both great. I love their wrestling. Backstage, don't care. As long as they're not yeah. doing any, you know, as long as they're not like doing anything immoral or illegal, I don't. I don't care if they don't like each other. I like what they exactly. do in the ring. Who cares? Yep, just entertain me. I don't care after that. So if you go outside and you call the, you call the valet a dick, I don't care if you're not doing anything illegal, illegal or immoral, just as long as you're entertaining. That's right. So <laughs> for, for our audio listeners, you're held up a Vince McMahon figure that popped me. Uh, well, I figured that was pretty, uh, Timely for what you were just saying right then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely I don't on. care. Yeah. 
As long as you're he's also he was pointing his finger at you too, by the way. You just didn't see that part. Such good shit. So <laughs> just uh, that the irony now with like the the war of words between punk and hangman that they are the two Walmart exclusives everybody's seeking out right now. And the fact that I've only found the hangman, I've not found punk. They cannot be seen on the same shelf together right now. That's a part of the contract. I think so. Yeah. Such is life. It's a business full of egos, you know, I would not, I do not envy Tony Khan for that, but, <laughs> the, 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 we're, you know, we're not a wrestling uh, news podcast by any stretch, but man, the looks on his face when Punk just opened that presser and just started going in on Colt Cabana, like he Punk did like six degrees of Kevin Bacon to get a guy to say, uh, oh, oh, Scott Colton, as soon as he said that name, Punk just like a shark in bloody water, just and the whole time you see Tony Khan, he's just kind of like his eyes would get big and then he kind of like duck his head down. And he'd look back like, oh, God, he's still talking. It was uh, it was definitely must see television like, as, as entertaining as that pay-per-view was. And my God, was it entertaining just watching the clips of Tony Khan's facial expressions while Punk just buries the universe is uh, it's it's definitely something to behold. Yeah, he's like, I got the belt. Uh, you know, it's the old Bob uh, Bob Holly booking. <laughs> so what, what do you want me to do, Punk? Would you give me the belt? Okay, and then what? Then I beat everybody. Okay. All right. Except for just, you know, instead of he beats everybody, he buries everybody. Buries everybody. And then I bury everybody. Okay. That's... All, right. all right, bud. <clears throat> We're all being worked. We just don't know it. That's kind of what I'm hoping, man. I, I, I love not knowing. I loved that hour and a half, two hours where we were all debating who the Joker was, who was under oh, yeah. the mask. And then you watch all the people that were like, oh, it's the stupidest thing in the world. And then like, as soon as the mask comes off and it's MJF, the same people are like, oh my God, ah, it was genius. Like, just wait. You don't have to snap to judgment. We don't have to, oh, this is stupid because I don't know where they're going to go with it. Well, how, maybe they don't want you to know where they're going to go with it. Maybe you're supposed to be surprised. I mean, what if the Joker had been, you know, like dragging out for, you know, a month? Well, that was what my buddy was suggesting was I mean, like, man, what they should do is they should have this. And if it is going to be MJF, have it be Brody Lee with the exalted one. Drag it out a couple months. Make us yeah. really real like itch to know, like have us have people be losing their goddamn minds. And then when he pulls the mask off, we'll explode, which, you know, then we. Two hours later, he pulls the mask off and everybody explodes. Like, it was just like, ah, he's back. I, I bought two MJF figures that night. There you go. I mean, it worked. <laughs> Mark. I am. This room so, is a shrine to my markdom. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I'd say we all can all say that, probably. So. <laughs> yeah, we can. We have a wrestling figure podcast. We're all Marks here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. No, not at all. So I figured the last part of the pod is uh, I would kind of talk about my trip to Disney. And uh, so we, we talked about StarCast and then this came up too. Uh, and it's more of just like the timing of having two things back to back. This is kind of abnormal for me to be going on a bunch of stuff like this. But, you know, uh, I can't complain because it was a lot of fun. So we have a... Five year old and an eleven year old, and we 
been planning this for um, about a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer than that. But we've had to reschedule a few times, just had stuff come up and had to reschedule. And then it got to the point now where if we didn't go, we were going to lose the money. So, you know, that's uh, quite a bit of money to, to, to lose. Yeah. And so we wanted to do it one time where we stayed, you know, right there at Disney and went for, you know, like several days in a row uh, to kind of do it. And I think it was great to do, but I don't know if we would do it again just because it's so expensive. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to do one time and kind of get that, you know, over with. So um, so we stayed at a resort pretty close to Magic Kingdom. And um, so, I mean, you know, we got to go into the parks early every day and stuff. Uh, the way we did it was we did two days of Magic Kingdom. We did one day at Epcot and then one day at Hollywood Studios. And, uh, you know, I think if we go back, it'll just be for like a day, you know, Magic Kingdom and that kind of stuff, probably because, you know, they get the other parks out of the way. But, but you know, never say never. Maybe we'll change your mind in five years. But, you know, once we've had enough time to forget about it. And then, you know, but, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> Um, I won't go into like every bit of the trip or anything like that. I just, but the, you know, uh, being a collector, I was like, okay, what am I going, what can I get as a souvenir from the trip and stuff? And I, I really, really wanted, um, I've got a, quite a few Funko Pops here. And that's what I wanted from the trip was a Disney Funko Pop, like a Mickey Mouse. And I kept trying to do research on it to figure out like where they're at in the parks and what they've got and that kind of stuff. And I couldn't find anything. And the reason is because if they have they have park exclusive pops that they sell only at there sometimes, but there's not any out right now. And so because of that, there's not really any Funko Pops there. Which seems odd because they yeah. are merchandise yeah. machines and Funkos are just a license to print money because there's something for everybody. So everybody's going to want to buy a Funko, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, Mickey... <laughs> So they had, I found at Epcot, okay, so Epcot has, um, you know, like around the world, like all the different food places, and Mm -hmm. then um, each, you know, like here's Italy, and then there's a little Italy store, you know, stuff like that in it, and then here's Japan, and here's the Japan store. And so the Japan store did have like some Pokemon um, Funko Pops, but I'm I'm not a Pokemon guy, so I didn't want to buy that. And I didn't want to buy some random like Funko Pop just to be like, well, I bought that at Disney. If I don't care about it, I didn't want it, you know. That's not what I was looking for. So, um, and then the v- second day in Magic Kingdom, I found some Buzz Lightyear pops, like from the the new movie Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was not, you know, I want like Buzz and you know like the the Buzz outfit, you know, or something like that. Uh, this was him at like his very beginning, like the first outfit, like his, you know, orange jumpsuit or whatever. And I was like, I don't want the hell. So I passed on that. Um, so I ended up not getting one. I did get, um, I got a couple pins. Which pin pin ain't easy. Pin pin is not easy, but it is also a huge, huge thing, uh, especially down there. And I didn't. Mark had talked about this on Major Pod after he went and took his family to Disney World. That he found this pin board 
and what it is is like it's just like a it's a Mickey Mouse like pin board. You know, like I've got one here that you know, just a little corkboard or whatever. But it's just shaped in the, you know, Mickey Mouse with the ears. And it's got several pins on there. And it's what it is is it's sitting there and then you go and you can trade, you know, say I've got this pin. I can go and I can trade it for anyone on that board. And so generally with these pins, like they're from what I could gather from talking to different collectors and stuff there. Uh, most of them don't really go up in value too much because there's so many released. Now, there are some limited ones and stuff like that, or some older ones, and those might have a little bit of value, but for the most part, you know, like if you buy a pen for $10, $12, it's, you know, you're not going to be able to, like, turn around in a couple months and sell it for 50 or 100 That's just not the way that, you know, that game works. Right. Um, so... What they said to do is like there are packs of pins that you can get where, you know, it's like you pay like 20 bucks and you get five pins. And then you take that pack around and trade at the parks. And so each one of the parks has, um, they're called like a pin trader and they're all listed on the map whenever you get that. And you walk up and it's got that little board, that little pin board, and it's got all the pins on it. And Disney has an assigned employee. <laughs> Right there at that. So they have a person standing there monitoring that to make sure that nobody walks up and just steals all the pins. But if you, you trade one for one and that's it. So I, I thought, and I started talking to one of them and I was like, how busy are you with this? Like realistically? And she's like, Oh, as soon as you know, she starts standing in there and brings out the pin board. It's just nonstop. Like people just keep walking up and I watched her for a few minutes and sure enough, man, like, just tons and tons of people walking up. Uh, I guess it makes it makes sense with it being like you know you buy a, you buy a pack and then you go and do these trades. It's yeah. it's fun, man. It brings back that like child childlike sense of wonder. And <clears throat> Mark had said when when he was sitting there or like when he was at Disney, he saw some guy walk up with like a big folder, like a big binder full of pins. And so we were in Magic Kingdom. And uh, my five-year-old, she'll ride some roller coasters, and sometimes she's not in the mood for it, you know, so it's kind of like, okay. And so this was kind of one of those things where my wife and son wanted to go, and so they went off to ride a roller coaster, and I was like, well, I'll go with her, and, you know, we'll look around some shops and stuff. And so I went inside this pin shop there in Magic Kingdom, and as I walk up, I see, like, this big group of people standing outside, and they were pin traders. And I mean, each one of them had these huge binders, like think like um, a big binder full like basketball cards or something like that. You know, like a big yeah, like, the old Pokemon card, card binders yeah. that are like, you know, yeah. And except for these, all full, yeah, except for these were all full of pins. And so then they're just sitting there, you know, just like looking at each other's binders and talking and trading and hanging out. I mean, there were twenty people hanging out here. And that's what they, and they like, I was like, started talking to them and stuff about pins and just kind of realizing that like, you know, I'm not shaming it at all. I mean, as a collector, I mean, I mean look at the shit we collect, you know, but just as yeah. a collector, like, you know, you just kind of like start asking all these questions and just kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, how long you been doing this, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I uh, met one guy who was really nice, talked to him and his daughter. And it's kind of like a thing that they started doing to bond several years ago when they started coming to Disney. 
and um, so they gave my son and daughter like their first pins to kind of get them started with and things, you know. And then my son bought a couple more throughout the park, and, you know. So, so it was just a it's a fun, innocent kind of little thing. Now, of course, you <laughs> you can't you can't get carried away with it. Oh, I mean, because each one of these things are, you know, realistically, they're 10 to 12, 15 dollars, probably most of them. So, you know, you look at like somebody's, you know, like binder or stuff like that, and they've got, you know, four or five hundred in there. Well, it's four or five hundred times 10, 15, you know. So in the long run, now, if you've been doing it for 10 years, you know, that's spread out quite a bit. It's not that bad, but oh, of course, um, like anything, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, like this. I'm looking at a, a wall of of wrestling figures, and if I were to, if I were to sit down right now and be like, okay, I need to buy one of every single one of these figures that I'm looking at, you're looking at a stupid amount of money. But I've been collecting on and off for like a decade, so it' a lot easier. Yeah, that was my problem after the fire. <laughs> you know, yeah, where, <laughs> where I've been, you know, over twenty years, twenty five years, thirty years. You know, I've been collecting all this stuff and you look at it from there and it's like oh it's not that bad uh, but then you lose it all in one fell swoop and try to you know go in recoup and in one swoop and just yeah it's just not possible so not without collectibles insurance which maybe we'll get into that next week or something but you know <laughs> that's a rant waiting to happen because it's something that you know i'm very very uh big believer in for, you know, if you have a big collection of stuff, anyways, I mean, if you've got a small collection, it's not warranted, but uh, if you've got over, you know, certain dollar amount and stuff that you can't replace easily, then I would say, I would say you gotta have it. It's not, not sexy, but man, you gotta have it. You know, like, um, about a month and a half, two months, month and a half. Yeah, maybe a little over a month ago. Um, we had some really, really bad flooding here. And I mean, like, his, not just bad flooding, but like historic flooding here in eastern Kentucky that just wiped out towns. I mean, like, it just, not just, you know, like, took down some trailers and stuff like that. I mean, like, destroyed roads, took down, you know, water. I mean, infrastructure is just completely, like, just these places will never be the same. Yeah. Um, and so um, I was reading about. FEMA has denied some claims. And I was like, well, I was like, man, it's like, why, you know, why are they being dicks about stuff like that? And, you know, because these people have literally lost everything. And, you know, there are people who won't leave their property because they're afraid if they leave it, you know, then maybe they won't have anything to come back to. And so there's people, you know, like sleeping in tents and stuff like that right now just because, you know, they can't, you know, I mean, it's sad. Damn. And so there was one person I saw um, where they got denied by FEMA. And the reason was, is that FEMA, had, they had gotten paid out a claim um, like 15 years ago. They had a flood and got paid out a claim for that and like lost their you know trailer at that point. Had to rebuild and get a new trailer and stuff. And FEMA helped pay for all that. And as part of it, FEMA will pay for flood insurance for three years. But then in order to be eligible for FEMA again, you must maintain your own flood insurance after that point. Well, guess what? Flood insurance is very expensive if you live in a flood-prone area. It's expensive if you don't live in a flood-prone area. Yeah. We're in an area, so at 2016, we had one of those like historic floods in uh, the city I grew up in right outside of Baton Rouge. And where we live currently didn't get 
touched. Uh, you know, like Baton Rouge got some of the flooding. We were, you know, like where we're at now is an island. Uh, you know, there's a couple of places that got it. We were one of those places that didn't with record high waters. And we still have flood insurance just in case. And it's still pretty stupid high for mm-hmm. what, what we're paying to, to hopefully never have to use. Yeah, so... Um, so, you know, in this particular case, the people had not kept up the flood insurance. And so when FEMA went to check, you know, like, oh, we see this. You didn't meet this requirement, though, so you're denied. Um, you know, and on one hand, like, I get it. On the other hand, though, you know, it's <laughs> it's pretty brutal for somebody, you know, who's in that situation where they literally, you know, have nothing and stuff. And then, you know, trying to reach out for a helping hand and get told no. So, um but, I mean, it's, man, it's, uh, you got to have insurance. I mean, it's the, just got to get it. Yeah. It's not a sexy thing at all, but it is an adult thing. And, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, like a oil change on the car. It's like, yeah, oh, great. Here goes 60, 70 bucks I could spend on things that are fun. But you spend that 60, 70 bucks and you don't have to buy an engine block, which keeps you from... <laughs> for yep. buying figures for a year versus like oh i can't buy figures today next week i'm right back to buying figures mm-hmm. we're we're a podcast that preaches responsibility and collecting oh yeah i mean i mean you know stick to a budget with your collecting and stuff i mean we're now we're spiraling off on a tangent um it's what we do man yeah you know like with disney and stuff i mean you can nickel and dime I mean, you know, a Coke is, or water is $5 down there. Mm-hmm. Or you can do what we did, which was, you know, um, you were allowed to bring in like a backpack and stuff. So we, you know, bring in, I had one and my wife had one. And, you know, we bring in two waters for everybody. And then you can also, as you drink those throughout the day, you can also, there's refilling stations. Yeah. So you can refill that and that's free. It's like Twitter, it's free. So... Oh, look, you know, the the one time we saved, I went to, I mean, um, now there were one... times throughout the day, you know, where it's like, it's hot. Uh, I want a nice ice cold Coke. So in that situation, the $5 is worth it. Um, but well, you didn't have to do to that on, six, seven, eight times. Exactly. Because then it just adds up and adds up and adds up. The, the, the one, the one time I went to Disney, uh, I went with some, you know, some friends of mine whose parents, uh, brought like a whole crew of us and what we did to make it affordable was that we we did uh is it i forget the name of the campground but we did the campground and so we camped out instead of getting a hotel it was way cheaper to do the campground so we would hit the parks and then we had a tent you know we had like a couple tents set up we would go hang out at the uh they had like a little section for like doing laundry they had air, air conditioning so we would hang out in there uh and we we're ready to go to sleep we went knocked out in the tent got up the next morning made bologna and cheese sandwiches and ate chips and then we went into the park and we would have one meal in the park per day because those meals are expensive as all hell they but, are they are but you know i don't i don't look back and and think about like sweating in the tent uh, to sleep at night I, I look back and think about like riding test track and riding the tower of terror and getting to see like the, mm-hmm. you know, the Beatles tribute band. Like you, you think about all the fun stuff that you get to do. 
but there's you know you don't think about like yeah we we went to save money so we slept in a tent like i don't i don't regret that for a second we got to experience disney that's who knows that may be the only time i ever get to go in my life but i went i did it it was awesome there's two ways to do disney you can do it to where it um you know you worry about the money and you worry about the crowds and you worry about you know lines lines and the random monsoons and shit like that, you know, I mean, because it is Florida. I mean, it's hot and, you know, this random oh, of course. monsoon every single day. But, but you know, or you can just in, embrace the magicness of it, the specialness, you know, the fun aspect of it and stuff. And if you do that, then I think it's a much, uh, it can be your personal hell. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. I mean, then it's very, there's a fine line there between that. And there are times where, you know, you're like, oh, this sucks. You know, like we were. What was it? it was our first day uh, we were waiting in Splash Mountain and that ride that line was like uh, maybe 70 minutes or so but it was a long line outside in the heat and it just sucked but then we got on the ride and it was fucking amazing you know, yeah so and, and you'll you'll remember that two minutes on the ride way oh, more yeah. than you'll remember the hour and a half waiting to get on it you know yeah, That's the magic. You know, we've got an awesome picture from it, you know, of um, me and my daughter and my son and my wife, you know, all riding together. Um, you know, and it, that's the kind of stuff that you got to do, you know, that going to Splash Mountain or, you know, Space Mountain, mm-hmm. the other mountain. The longest line for the oldest ride. Woo! Um, I will remember Guardians. Uh, which is the best ride that we ride. We rode um, hands down. That thing was just do that is it's um, what makes it different is it's not just a standard like coaster, but it is a, um, as you're in the little pods and stuff, like it will turn and rotate. So as you're yeah. riding, it's also spinning and things like that. And it just makes it this really unique kind of roller coaster. And it makes it, I mean, it was just, mind-blowing plus i love the guardians uh movies and stuff like that so you get that plus a just kick-ass ride it was just a chef's kiss man it was well done it's hands down to my favorite ride that i rode um and then going to hollywood studios that last day and going to the star wars part and you <laughs> you are in star wars i mean like yeah. that is 100 percent like that everything about that is you are transformed, trans, you know, um, transported, transported. That's the word. The other, yeah, transported over to Star Wars and that and stuff. I mean, we did Rise of the Resistance, uh, which was amazing, and then I got to drive the Millennium Falcon. So, how about that? Which has to just be like that. You know, how many years of your life have you been watching Star Wars to be behind the the wheel of the Falcon? It's got. Oh, I was like, I was geeking ah. out, and my my wife, she's like, you know, she acknowledged, she's like, I don't get it, it's not my thing. She's like, would you just geek out and have your moment, and you know, and that's what it was about, and that's what it was fun, and um, you know, got to see some stormtroopers walking around harassing people and stuff. Nice, um, nice. I will say, you no, know, the the. So Disney doesn't have, you know, like employees. They have cast members is what they call all their people. Right. Um, the only time I, they were pretty nice. 
for the most part. On Rise of the Resistance, um, it is kind of funny because you go from like you you know you're at the rebel base and you get onto your ship and then when it opens up, you're over at the um, the First Order has taken over. You know they've kind of like commandeered your ship and taken you aboard theirs. So all of a sudden they're kind of mean, you know, but <laughs> but they're the bad guys. They're supposed but to. That's, be. Yeah, that's their job. You know, but then outside of that though, the only time that I ever saw any cast member get rude with anybody, um, Chewbacca and Ray were walking around in the Star Wars part, and anytime you see a character, you never just see characters like walking around. It's usually at like a certain section where they're in a meet and greet. Um, or there are cast members escorting them around and stuff because, you know, like they cannot stop. If they stop, they will get swarmed. Oh, of course. And that's not the point. You know, they, they can't do that. So um, so Chewbacca and them had stopped to, you know, like high five a little girl or whatever. And some lady was standing there, you know, like trying to get with them. Not get with them. I guess that's the wrong way to phrase it. But she was trying to, you know, like get their attention wow. and, you know, like get a picture with them and stuff. And the cast member just kind of blatantly, you know, was kind of. Maybe not rude, maybe just really blunt with her and telling her, you know, that they have got someplace to be and they can't, you know, uh, stop. So, which sometimes you have to do. I mean, when you're yeah. dealing with the general public, everybody thinks that they're the main character of every story. Yeah. So, sometimes you just got to be like, move along, sir. But outside that, I was like, I never, in the entire four days that we were there, um, I guess fifth day, because we did, we did have another extra day there, to, you know, kind of the resort and stuff. But, um, I never saw anybody be rude or anything. So, I mean, it was, I, like I, said, I, I will look fondly back on that trip, you know, um, getting to enjoy that, you know, with my kids and my wife. And, you know, I didn't find my Disney Funko Pop, but, uh, but you, you got know. the gift that kept on giving for another four or five days. <laughs> yeah. I did, but I didn't bring back COVID. So it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year long. Yeah. So, um, the way that worked is we were, we drove down and drove back because we looked at flying and flying. We were pretty much going to get down there about the same time as if we'd driven and then also, uh, get back about the same time. So we weren't saving any time either way we went about it. And when we sat down and actually did the budget, um, flying was going to be like a thousand dollars more expensive for all four of us so which is crazy with fuel costs being where they are oh it just man yeah <laughs> when we did the math we were, i was like if it'd been like a couple hundred bucks you know to not have driven i would have probably been like okay but we couldn't get anywhere close it's just like well i'd rather you know save the money and stuff in that point but yeah no, so. totally but um we drove part of the way back on sunday and then Monday we drove back uh, nine hours and I just woke up feeling kind of bad. And, you know, and you're like, it's been a long, you know, five days there at Disney and stuff. And you're like, maybe I'm just tired. But as we kept going more and further into the trip, I was just like feeling worse and worse. And we got back. And then by Tuesday I was woke up feeling so bad. I was like, man, it's like, maybe I'm just really tired. It's like, I'm going to take a test just to be sure. And then I came back positive and it's like, well, Guess I'm working from home this week. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's not outside of that like realm of possibility because I mean, there's uh, a buddy of mine works in the uh, like audio industry, 
and they have you know nam uh it's like north american music marketing so it's some sort of it's it's basically like the san diego comic-con for for like music nerds and hmm. gear junkies and the big joke among the office is like all right who's coming back with namthrax you know it, it, when you get all these people packed into one big ass hotel everybody's going to come home sick so it just kind of feels like it's par for the course now being covid's another another step above but you know yeah so but you know like i said it was a awesome vacation and um now i'm a pin guy i guess not really but you know pin pin ain't couple. easy yeah i will say now next time we go back i think that'll be that will be something that we do because I think now that my we've discovered it like at the very end of the trip, um, and I wish that we'd known about it ahead of time because we would have been doing it the entire time. Oh yeah, you know, going and checking these boards out and that kind of stuff. But so you know, next time we'll know more about it. And I was looking for Funko Pops, like that was my mission was to find them, and I, I did find some, so I, I was at least successful in that. But I didn't find anything I was actually like wanting to buy. Right. You know, I was hoping they'd been like a, you know, like a 15th anniversary Mickey Mouse one or something like that. And I was like, oh, that'd been awesome, you know, to have gotten that there. But, um, you know, and then harass Mickey and get him to sign it. But, you know. You got to make sure you get the right Mickey to sign it. Otherwise, you can't get it graded. It's true. So. And then there goes your resale value. Yeah. No, I did think about that at some point. Then I was like, I, I. I wouldn't say I chickened out of it, but I just decided, and I was like, eh, it's, by the time you find where Mickey's going to be, and then you have to wait in that line and stuff, it just, you know, it just wouldn't have worked. If it was me, like, by myself, I probably wouldn't have done it, just because, you know, I think it'd been funny. But having um, wife and kids would have had to wait with it and stuff, too, and it's, you know, yeah, it's how, how much is it really worth to you? That's kind of where it was at that point. I was like, yeah. So... You know, it's that, you know, kind of the kicker, you know, it's like, yeah, you could get, you know, this thing signed by 50 guys, but, you know, that's going to cost you $1,000. And is it worth $1,000 for you to go do that? And, you know, sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is uh, no. So, you know, what's it worth to you? That's always the big question. So, yeah. Every man and every fig has a price. So, but I think we're done. Yeah, I think we hit the fifty-minute mark. Uh, um, it's a it's a good episode back. It felt weird taking that week and not recording, but we uh, we tried to record, but just um, full schedules ships in the night, you know. Yeah, we tried, and then between schedule and then just. Uh, my COVID kept kicking in, man, where <laughs> but that's the thing I'm still struggling with a little bit is like, you just run out of energy. I mean, it doesn't take like yesterday. I, my front lawn had not been mowed since before we left and it was looking very bad. So I had to go out and push mow it and um, do that. Took me out. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm I, not I, saying I'm like the beacon of, you know, like health and stuff here, but I can go push mow my yard, my, you know, my yard without any problems, but, Man, it, it does not take much to really like uh, take your energy out, and then you're just like you gotta like I gotta go take a nap. 
you know. Well, shit. I mean, it was like the the week after I got over it, like the week after, like okay, start testing negative, time to go back to work. I was doing the same stuff that I normally do. Like you know, I, I work for a I work for a homebrew shop, so I mean, I'm I'm, I'm like pouring grains and stuff like that, and picking up these jugs of different you know different types of barley and stuff that are like 15 pounds picking them up to my chest and dumping them into a bucket and by the time i'm done just i've got my arms are like spaghetti noodles i'm like this is crazy i can throw a 50 pound sack of grain over each shoulder and walk it across the complex but today i can't pick up 15 pound you know 15 pound sack of green you know, like little bags of grain and i feel like i'm you know i feel like i'm power lifting kicked my ass for like a solid week after i was you know negative and and good to go it's kind of crazy yeah i did lose my smell and my taste i don't have those back yet oh uh, and that is a very weird feeling um i forget something i think one of the dogs had like come in from the rain or something like that you know and there's that wet dog smell and so one of my kids was like like oh that smell from the dog and i was like I don't smell it. Tell them so you actually, you, you get, bring the dog to you and you're like, no. And so then I, I realized I was like, I don't smell anything. So try, you know, run around and grab some stuff and be like, you know, these flowers. Oh no. I can't smell. I can't smell. And then I realized also my taste was gone. So oh, that's, that's just a weird, like, which is weird because like you can feel textures. You know, like if I eat, you know, like a potato chip, I know it's a potato chip from like the crunchy texture on it and stuff, but I can't actually taste it. So it's just a weird, um, I'm hoping that that doesn't last long because I'm a fat boy and I like to eat and not being able to taste food is weird. What's the fun of eating if you don't get those delicious, delicious flavors? It's, yeah, it's just sad. Pour one out for you. Thoughts and prayers. Appreciate it. Hangman figure there, pour some out. Uh, yeah, I got. Look, Hangman is actually pouring some out of this comically large beer can. There you go. And then that's the the point of of best wishes. <clears throat> Bang. I will say now, my um, I did get the. Is it Neck or Super Seven? I think it's Super Seven. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Um, the Sorcerer Mickey. I did. I did get yeah. that a while back, and so now now I've got it. And, you know, that's a holds a special kind of place over here in the collection. Now he's sitting there. Speaking yeah. of Super Seven, I when they announced the Eddie Kingston Tomohiro Ishii uh, match for Zero Hour for All Out, I caved and went to ringside and hmm. picked up the Ishii uh, Super Seven because I've been kicking the tires on that and a couple other ones, and I was like, all right. I need the never belt, and now I can pose it with uh with Kingston, where they're just slapping the shit out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> these damn shows go. give me FOMO. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, they're bringing a New Japan guy. I don't have his figure. I need his figure. There you go. So, but I think we went long enough this week, guys. So we I will think so. get back into the swing of things next week. Um, yeah. Who knows what kind of information we'll, you know, we'll see between now and then. So signing off for hopefully uh, we'll be COVID free next week. I'm Jerry Damage Cook. He has the award-winning brewmaster, Dylan Housen, saying see you next week. Peace.